Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. Looking for some legal advice? You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. It's time for Ask an Attorney. It is my pleasure to welcome our official in-house counsel back to the studio, Larry the Lawyer. Good morning. Um, looks like you're going to court today. I am. Another yeah. day that we're going to go out and bring justice to the Commonwealth. Well, <laughs> if you have a question for Larry, you want your legal question answered for free, then you could call 617-764-9223, or you can text your question to the text line, which is 97107. Uh, quick legal opinion from you. We uh, learned yesterday that it appears that prosecutors in Florida may be waving the white flag when it comes to the Robert Kraft case. Is that surprising to you? Well, as you know, Greg, we called it first here on the Hillman Morning Show several months back when yeah. I said this case is going away. Yeah, uh, I did call that there's no way that that video was going to come in, too, I believe. Yeah. And again... I guess I am patting myself on the back here. It feels good, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Doesn't feel good? Yeah. But is that because he could afford the most expensive legal representation? I mean, look, you know, there is an old adage. You do get what you pay for in this yeah. world. Yeah. And in his case, uh, he got exactly that. So do you think that a, a regular guy who had been at the Orchids of Asia massage salon uh, would, uh, would have been able to get that video thrown out Without being able to afford a very expensive legal team, probably. I, I probably. think in this world, a regular guy that got caught would have pled as quick as he could have, hoping yeah. that no one would ever know that he got caught in the <laughs> yeah. Asian salon, hoping yeah. that his wife never found out. That's probably what would have happened. But uh, okay. there was some other people that had quite a bit of money here too, Greg. So yeah. uh, and then, as we said months ago, the way that this whole thing went down seemed unconstitutional to me at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, evidently a judge agrees. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, um, now on to the NFL and see what they'll do. Yeah, right, right. Um, let's see. Question for Larry, the lawyer, 508 text. When is it too late to contest a will? There's somebody who's upset with what they were left. Nothing. So typically you have a year to file your notice of objection. Okay. Uh, and that's creditors can do that as well or somebody that's uh, disinherited or not in the will. Somebody that's, some, somebody that's a family member that thinks there's been some duress or some collusion. Uh, in terms of getting that will transferred or changed so that they don't take in it. So typically okay. a year. I got a question that that uh, was was slid into my DMs on Instagram oh. from Jacqueline, Jacqueline Marie. Um, oh, hey, girl. Uh, and um, let me read this. My sister and her ex had two dogs together. One dog that they bought 50-50 together. They separated a year ago, and the dog stayed with her. She pays for food, grooming, toys, etc. She travels for work and, in trying to be civil, allowed her ex to watch the dog while she was away. He recently found out she is seeing someone, and when she returned home, he only brought back one dog and he kept the other one that they owned together. Mm. Um, Why? Questions are the following. Why is it okay for him to keep the dog and not my sister? Um, And should she go to civil court or hire a lawyer? Well, uh... First of all, sounds like he owns fifty percent of that dog, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Right. So is that it, would be the reason that he's yeah. keeping the which, dog. Which which it, half do we do we know? Is is it the front or the back half? Well, it depends. If okay. it's the guy, it's probably the back. Uh, okay. Half, <laughs> <I> imagine, <laughs> yeah. Right? 
Um, so he does own 50% Danielle, of the... don't give me that look. I didn't even look in your direction. So he does own 50% of the dog. Yeah, I mean, if they a... paid for it together. But, you know, the funny thing about dogs is you can put you can put an owner on the American Kennel Club registration oh, yeah. or yeah. the bill of sales. So if her name's on that only, yeah. you know, she could certainly make the argument that she owns the dog mm-hmm. outright. But uh, it sounds like they're acknowledging he owns half of it. So... Scorn and contempt, Greg. Yep. All right. Uh, this is Mike. Hello, Mike. How's it going, Greg? What's up, Mike? Well, I'd like Larry to look into this uh, robocall issue with Verizon. Oh. Um, I get calls. I'm a contractor. I get calls all day long, and I have to stop what I'm doing, you know, delete the call or block it. Mm-hmm. And a couple weeks ago, I got texts from Verizon saying for two ninety nine a month that they would, you know, stop these calls. Mm-hmm. And they... They asked me to set up to sign up for it, and I didn't, but they, they did it anyway for like a week. So for a week, I didn't get any calls, and then it stopped. And uh, I think uh, Larry should look into getting a class action lawsuit together, oh. and, uh, maybe going after Verizon. Okay. I love, oh, I love uh, class action. Oh, who, who, what lawyer doesn't? I mean, you I know, mean that's where all the money is, but there's a much easier there's a, solution. I, I don't think there's a lawyer who's seen one that he didn't like. Probably uh, a true yes, story. yes. Uh, simple solution. Uh, no worry about lawyers and lawsuits. Just contact the do not call list and put your cell phone number on it. Yeah. Okay. When that works. Uh, yeah. Oh, come well, on. There's a big um, fine if it doesn't uh, work. I know. Um, the other thing I'll tell you, Greg, you got to wait till the end of these messages with these robocalls because there's always a opt-out thing at the end of it. Oh, there is. But nobody yeah. waits till the end of it. Right. So that's the other easy way to handle that. Well, I, I noticed they're getting smart. Uh, like the Marriott people are always calling me from a six one seven number, yeah. offering a free cruise right. or something. Yeah. But the, the cruise is never free. No, never. Uh, there's like some associated costs. Yeah, right. right. It's like uh, a timeshare. Hello, Chris. Yes. Hi, Chris. You're on with Larry, the lawyer, during Ask an Attorney. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? So my question: I got a friend of mine who sold this guy a camper. Uh huh. And this is back in January that he sold him the camper. You know, he accepted the money for the camper. And now the guy just disappeared. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been able to reach him with calls, texts, emails, nothing. My buddy wants, and, you know, the camper is sitting in a storage unit. You know, so he's paying for the storage, but he wants to know what the hell is he supposed to do. So he, did they have like a purchase and sale agreement that was signed? I believe so. Okay. Um, so did he get the money from the guy for the camper? Yes. Oh, can he sell it again, Larry? I mean, look, we've had this question a couple times. This is crazy. If it's not a boat, it's a camper or a cello, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, possession possession is nine-tenths of the law. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, but in this case, Greg, this person took the cash and made the transfer of the sale. Um, I just don't get how people give money and don't take things. They're busy. I mean, Uh, yeah. uh, Well, life catches up with them. Maybe it's not their money. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe yeah. they didn't really pay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah maybe. Uh, let's see. This is Isabella. Hello, Isabella. Hi. Hey, welcome to Ask an Attorney. Thank you. Uh, your question uh, for Larry? Yes. Okay. Uh, when you put your house in trust, you know, put it in a trust. Yeah. Can you put it in, like I have three daughters, can I put it in all three, or does it have to be just one? No, so with a trust, you're going to have a trustee who's going to be responsible for carrying out the wishes of the trust, and then right. you're going to have beneficiaries. You can have as many beneficiaries as you want, so you can give your daughters 33.3% each, or you okay. can give them 50% to one, 25% to the other two, however you want to handle it. Okay, that's good. That's all I wanted to know. I didn't know whether I don't, <laughs> I didn't want to pick. 
Is there? I was going to say, is there one that you like more? There always is. No, there isn't one I like more. Oh, uh, you're a good mom. <laughs> Although I will They're say, Grace, she just gave me a heart attack. I love them all. Uh, she what? She gave me a heart attack what? when that name came across. Well, you know, Isabella, I have a 17-year-old Isabella, so oh, I, I can. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I was wondering if she got pulled over or something on her way to school. Uh, this is ja- Jamie. Ja- 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 Jamie, what's yeah. up, Jamie? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's going uh, on? My, my grandfather passed away a few months ago. Uh, he left me a pickup truck that he, he loved dearly and asked me to take care of uh, the day before he passed. Um, uh, picked it up, hadn't insured it or registered it or anything like that yet. Uh, neighbor's tree fell down on it in a windstorm. Uh, homeowner's insurance doesn't want to cover it, and the neighbor's not really saying anything much about it. Um, what, what can I do about that? Anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, a homeowner's insurance should cover it if it's an accident that occurred on the property and there was homeowner's insurance. I think that while they don't want to cover it, they have to cover it, potentially. Um, did you take possession of it, register it in your name? No, I hadn't done anything yet. I mean, I don't know why the homeowners isn't covering that. And if not, you know, the neighbors have, you know, the, the question with the neighbors is, was that tree rotten? Should they have known that branch was going to fall down? Or was it an act of God and it happened in a storm or, you know, a lightning strike? At which point in time, they're probably not going to be responsible in terms of negligence, but you still may have a cause of action under their homeowner's insurance as well. Hmm. Okay. Right. So okay. there's two potential, two potential mm-hmm. insurance policies for you. Um, let's see. Uh, 978 text, are extracurricular activities covered under child support? My daughter plays a sport for the tune of $10,000 a year. My ex says that's what he pays child support for. So your ex is correct. Um, in Massachusetts, child support covers everything, basically. Now, there are a lot of occasions where the court orders by agreement that will have that both of the parties are responsible for 50% of agreed-upon extracurricular activities. You see language such as you know using the child's aptitudes and interests as a guide and the best interest of the child. So... If you don't have that language in there, child support is all you're going to get. And uh, I'm glad you got a divorce because he sounds like a gem. Mm-hmm. Um, what sport is that? I just want to make sure I steer my daughter clear of something that's, <laughs> that's either equestrian or ice skating. That's equestrian. Oh, it probably. is. It would be ice skating, though. Yeah, ice skating is very expensive, too. But most likely, more likely equestrian. Jeez. You know, the daughter of Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Uh, Jessica. Uh, our favorite artist. Sponsored by Gucci. Uh, she is a, a world-class equestrian. Grand Prix jumper. Yes. Yes, she is. Off the market, though, yes. Greg. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, evidently. I, I didn't know that. Uh, hello, Brian. Hi. Uh, how creepy is it that Larry knows that Bruce Springsteen's daughter yep. is not available? That's yes. Uh, what's, your, what's your question, Brian? <laughs> so my question is involving wrongful termination. Yes. So a week ago, I was discharged from my job because they decided that it's a conflict of interest that I'm opening up my own bar. I worked for a hotel as a director of food and beverage. I opened up, I'm opening up my own bar in Worcester. Now, what concerns me about this is that when I was hired, I never signed a non-compete agreement. Okay. I was very upfront with them in the fact that I wasn't going to be managing the day-to-day operations. Um, but coupled with the fact that we have a new general manager to that hotel and, and for the last two months has been, the work environment has been incredibly hostile and aggressive. And a week ago, prior to me being discharged, I had put in to be transferred into Boston to one of our sister hotel properties and it was approved. And then just out of the blue, I'm being discharged because what they're citing as conflict of interest. So to me, that just feels like it's wrongful termination, even though I'm an at-will employee. Is that? How do you feel about that? So, uh, 
you know, Greg, although it seems impossible to believe, Massachusetts, you can be fired for any reason or no reason at all if you're an employee at will. So really don't have a leg to stand on here. Oh, uh, that sucks. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. buddy. So, yeah, in but wouldn't you rather know? Now you don't have to go spend the next five <laughs> right. months chasing a dream that doesn't exist. Yeah. So in Massachusetts, you don't have to have a reason to fire anybody if they if they don't have a contract. No, in fact, I tell my I tell my clients, Greg, don't yeah. give a reason. Okay. You know, don't, give, don't give a ever. check. You have to give the final check. Yeah. With all of the vacation time that's earned, all the hours that are earned, but you do not need to give a reason. And when you start giving reasons, that's when you start opening up the door to liability. Okay. My girlfriend, here's a 508 text. My girlfriend is divorcing her husband. So this uh, <laughs> this is a great way to start, people. This. My he, girlfriend's divorcing her husband. They're estranged. He, this is going to work out good. <laughs> this is a long-term goal. <clears throat> he and his mother have considerable assets. Should my girlfriend get a lawyer? Your girlfriend should get a lawyer. Okay. Yes, 100%. As a matter of fact, <laughs> armyandroach.com is available. Well, you, those, a shameless uh, plug, Greg. Uh, listen, those two words are music to Larry's ears, <laughs> considerable assets, mm-hmm. yes. right? Woot, woot. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how the guy that's dating the girl that's getting the divorce, the rich guy, yeah. is calling in for her. Mm-hmm. And, and, and somehow the, the guy's mother is involved in this, too. Um, can a utility company turn off your gas if you are making payments for a past due bill? They are telling me that we have to pay in full. I know with the electric they can't if you have children. I think if you have kids. Yeah, I think or, if you have kids or you're disabled, there's different rules on they this. Can't, they can't ever shut off a utility if you have kids, I believe. Yeah, under uh, a certain age. I, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think the same thing if you're elderly or disabled. Um, having said that, if you're not paying your bills... I, you know what I don't get? People buy stuff all the time that they don't have the money to pay for. Well, they need a flat what? screen. Who, who, they need a flat screen TV. I mean, come on. I, uh, it just a, doesn't make yes, sense. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't go to a car lot and grab a Toyota and drive off and expect that you're going to own that car lot. Why use <laughs> gas from some company and know that you don't have the money to pay for it? Um, my car, this is a 781 text. My car was damaged from a pothole on a state road. I've received no answer from Mass DOT. Are they reliable for anything? I have two thousand dollars damage to my car from this pothole. Are they are uh, they this, reliable or are they be, liable, Greg? This could be anybody in the state right, right now because the because none of these potholes are 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 fixed. No. Uh, what, what's are they liable? So as we know, potholes the Commonwealth or the state or the town or the municipality that you're in has to have notice of the pothole. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be actual notice. Somebody wrote, wrote a letter. They've had another claim. Or it's so it's so big and visible that you just can't miss it. Mm-hmm. So they need to have that. That's the first step. But after that, yeah, you can sue. All right. This is a statutory cap on your on your recovery because you're suing a, the municipality or the state. So when you sue the king, you want to get a little taste. Uh huh. So if you were to sue Brand the Broken, you would uh, be limited in what you could collect. Right. Well, now that he's the king, Greg. Uh, yes. <laughs> Did you watch Sunday night? I did watch Sunday what, night. What, were you disappointed like I was? You know, I mean, I thought the first half was great. Yeah. And then I just thought it fizzled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just uh, it didn't leave me happy. Don't you think Jon Snow needed to be seated on the on the Either Iron that or that dragon needed to the, the, just mutilate him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one or the other, right? Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Ask an Attorney. Our every uh, couple of month or every couple of days during a month segment with Larry the Lawyer. 
the official in-house counsel here on the Hillman Morning Show, and this is Nate. Hello, Nate. Hi. Hey, uh, say hi to Larry. Hi, Larry. What's up? Hey, Nate. Well, I got a question. Uh, my friend's parents just uh, unfortunately died, and he's going to be uh, the executor of the estate. Uh, he's been having some uh, someone else help him, and they have uh, they're going to they're going to rent the house out. But there's like three junk cars there that don't even run, and there's like a big forty foot camper trailer. Now they said they had to be listed as an asset. I mean, do, do they have to be listed as an asset, or can we just get rid of them? So if he's the executor, he should be able to just get rid of them, transfer it into cash, and then bring it to well, the to the. He's estate. not the executor yet. They said it could take up to a year. Oh, who's telling him that? Uh, whatever war he's uh, going to see. That's news to me, but I'm, I'm not going to say another lawyer is wrong. <laughs> but it shouldn't take that long? But it, I don't know, it doesn't no. take that long for okay. me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, my only other option is 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Yeah, you know, have yeah. them come tow those puppies out of there yeah. and get yourself a, yeah. a charitable donation for your estate. Yeah. Um, that, okay, yeah, because they, they said that we couldn't get rid of them because they're technically still in his parents' name. So that they couldn't get signed over because he's where, not the I mean, but where they, let's, listen, everybody that's telling you this is probably right. But if if there's if this guy is the if the, both of the parents passed away is that what you said? Yes, that's really sucks. I'm sorry for your friend. Yeah. Is he the only kid, or is there other kids, other heirs? Uh, well, he's he's the only kid that's uh, above eighteen. Oh man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know what? This um, is probably a more detailed conversation, Greg. But yeah. It doesn't take a year to somebody to get appointed an executor of an okay. estate. So um, you should. Find- I just don't know what's going on here. That okay. it's not normal. Okay, but something abnormal. Just, is. Uh, well, actually, the Greg Hill had a had a fun, uh, fundraiser for him a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh, for yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get into who it is. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Hang on for a moment, and we'll have Larry reach out to you afterwards. Yeah, we'll grab a right, number and, and, and and hook these guys up. Um, I appreciate that. No right. worries. Happy to help. Um, yeah. Uh, what do we call that in the business? Pro pro bono. Pro bono. We call that just uh, being a good guy. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I know it's hard to believe that lawyers can actually be mm. decent people, but <laughs> every once uh, in a while, Greg. Uh, here's a text. After a divorce, how does a child pick which parent they want to live with full time, and are there any legal issues involved in that whichever one's more fun <laughs> i mean yeah, the yeah. least amount of rules uh, and the most uh, fun uh, right uh, no but the the court does the court have any say in that or the so child? it depends on how old the child is yeah but i will tell you this you know it's you don't let kids make those kinds of decisions typically mm-hmm. those are decisions that are best made with parents mm-hmm. i think putting your child in the middle of a custody dispute and having them pick between one parent and the other is one of the worst things that a parent can do um, and typically the reasons for doing it aren't the most wholesome reasons, Greg. You yeah. know, typically it's to stop paying the amount of money that they have to pay. Not saying this is the case in this particular one, but yeah. I, I just I, I cringe when people put their kids in the position to make those choices and pick. Mm-hmm. Um, 774 text, we are closing on a house today and applied for a mortgage to finance the down payment. We were told by our real estate broker that it was all set. Then she called yesterday, 24 hours before the closing, and told us that the financing for the down payment was denied, but the rest was approved. We were told over and over that it was all set. Do we have any legal recourse when it comes to the real estate broker? So typically you can't borrow a down payment 
um, which is kind of odd unless you're doing 100% loan to value, which doesn't really exist anymore. The best I've seen is a 3% down payment with an FHA loan, Greg. So I don't, I don't know what happened here, but that doesn't sound like something that normally goes on in the lending industry. Um, they would you, have to have something in writing from the broker that, yeah, that I mean, where she said they were all set on the mortgage. Yeah, uh, but if it's the realtor, the real estate broker versus yeah. the mortgage broker, I don't, yeah. I don't know. They should have been dealing with the. They would have a had bank to or been, somebody. You they, would think they would have had to because they have to get documents and such. Yeah, uh, I mean, but listen, if they have a letter that says, "Hey, you're approved, unequivocally approved, with no conditions," you probably have a cause of action. Okay. But your your damages are going to be, you know, what are they going to be? The loss of what you've paid, maybe, or not having that specific house could no. be. It could be interesting. Um, can you be charged with a DUI if you are sleeping it off in your car? If the keys are within that car, yes. If the uh, car is running, yes. Okay. So if the car is off and your keys are in the ignition, you're getting charged. If the car is off and the keys are in your center console, easily accessible, you're getting charged. What if what? you're in the passenger seat? Uh, that's a little bit more interesting. Uh-huh. My advice is throw the keys on the roof. Uh, well, oh, yeah? Lock the doors. Uh, so call I, it a day. But then you and wait, then when the cop comes, Greg, you do yeah. that. You grab that Tennessee whiskey and you just start <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, officer. I don't know what you you scared me so bad. I got drunk. <laughs> oh, you do that right in front of him. Exactly. Oh, oh, I, I never would have thought of that. Well, you're not a you're not a high skilled barrister from right. Boston, are you? Um. Well, it seems like if you throw the keys on the roof and then you wake up hungover, you're going to have absolutely right. no idea where, where your are keys? keys are. Yeah, but right. see, you yeah. just ruined it. Because we were going to be giggling in a week from now knowing that somebody actually listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg. <laughs> uh, let's see here. You can text with your question. The text line is 97107, or you can call 617-764-9223. What about the keys in the pocket? A texter wants to know. Yeah, that's accessible. You're going uh, to jail. Okay, so no. How about this? Here's a great, great novel approach to this. Yeah. Just don't drink and drive. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Call an Uber. Uh, Uber. Yeah. Uh, Uber, if you uh, want the French version. Uh, yeah. Hello, JC. Hey there. How are we doing today? What's going on, man? Nothing much, brother. Um, so I have a friend who she recently got hired, um, received an offer letter with the set salary for the year. Yep. There, you know, everything's all signed and everything, and the rumors started going around the office of, of how much she was making. Yep. Um, so now the employer wants to um, cut her salary down like um, almost $10,000 for the year um, because of these rumors. Um, and she's, I think she's now well past her 90 day period. Hmm. I was wondering if she can, you know, if, if that's a breach of the, of that, that's a legal binding contract, isn't it? That offer letter. Yeah, I mean, the offer letter may not be unless both parties signed it, but it could be construed as a legally binding contract. Um, you know, if there's no legally binding contract in writing, Greg, then, you know, they can probably change her salary. But, you know, more interesting than that is why would anybody in the company know what this person is making? Sounds like right, an so HR what, violation right there. You were correct. So what happened was... Thank you. Her, <laughs> I got something yeah. right. <laughs> it was one of the managers that has recently left the, the company spewed that information mm. so the person left and then shared that information with the other ones i don't know if she was disgruntled or whatever and now you know and then that just spread around the office and now the other employees are complaining about how much my friend's making it's i think it's ridiculous like 
Well, it is ridiculous because other people should be worried about how they can make more and do a better job versus hating on somebody that is doing a better job that's making more. All right. So what would you um, advise her to do? If she's got a contract, I would tell her, you know, she should talk to an attorney before she goes in uh, because somebody needs to look at that contract. So the first thing I would tell her is contact an attorney, have somebody look okay. at that offer letter, make the determination that it is a binding contract and that her salary is set for a set period of time. Then I would okay. go into the office. You know, you go in without that knowledge and without having a professional look at it. You know, she could end up <laughs> she could end up unemployed. Right, right. Okay. Right. Thanks a lot, guys. My employer recently changed from eight-hour days to ten-hour days. On holidays, we still only get paid eight hours. Is that legal? So, if you're an hourly wage earner, anything over eight hours a day is time and a half, and holidays are time and a half from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. Uh, are you working? Uh, 10 hours still a f- 10 hour a day like still a 40 hour work week or are you working know. a 50 hour work week would that know. matter it could matter yeah i mean overtime is anything over 40 hours in a week right yeah and I, it's I, anything over 8 hours a day typically is it as well. is, is, is it is for daily as well yeah. huh okay um let's but see. you could be an exempt employee greg so if you're an exempt employee under the irs definitions management for example you could work 15 hours a day and you don't get any overtime mm-hmm. um this is dave hey dave good morning greg thank you for taking my call thank, um, thank you my situation is a little all over the place so i'm going to try and make it as clear as possible okay i was hired by the one company that one company um i was there for a year and i got injured um a couple months after my injury, they decided they didn't want the company anymore, and they sold it back to the original owner. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, two years later, I went for surgery, had my uh, foot fixed. The company that was the previous owner when I originally got injured, are they responsible for my uh, lost wages while I was out? The, the company that the company is the one that's responsible for your lost wages while you're out and I assume that if your injury I assume your injury happened on the job it did yeah but so this is going to fall into the workers comp policy that they have and the new company inherited the new correct. new company inherited that obligation 100 percent correct Greg okay so then it's on the it's on the new company Dave but it's really the old company it's just yeah, new it's, owners. it's just new owners right okay so okay well, the, if it's not okay, uh, Greg, we'll help you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What's the deal, Dave? <laughs> you good? Okay. No, I'm not. I'm confused because there was actually there's a couple companies involved. The company that originally hired me bought the company previous to me being hired. After I got injured, they sold the company back to the original owner. Yeah. And went on their own way. Yeah. But so so listen. Our point is the company that you were working for. What was the name of that? Or Company A, let's call company it. Okay. A, yeah. Company, company A, A had two owners or three owners, whoever it was. Company A sold to another owner, so it's still Company A, but just new ownership, correct? Yes. Yeah. So the company, it's the same company. They're still responsible. They assume responsible. that responsibility when they buy the company. When That's they correct. when they sold it back, that became their buy all the assets, liabilities, and, yes. and uh, okay. you inherit the good and the injury. bad. What's that? When I went out on injury, I went on to the previous company's uh, workman's comp. Yeah, yeah, that's where your claim would be. Yep. Okay. Yeah, with that with that insurance company. Correct. Yeah. Full um, circle, Greg. Yeah. Um, a coworker. This is seven eight one text. A coworker was recently disciplined after a female in the office filed a sexual harassment claim against him. 
but he was not fired. He's now back at work, and they still have to work closely together. Could the company be liable for not terminating him? Uh, you know, typically, Greg, it comes down to their uh, sexual harassment policy, which mm-hmm. most companies do have this day and age. Uh, so if they're following their policy, uh, I would imagine they're not going to be liable. But, you know, if the guy is a, like a serial harasser and they know that, you know, maybe they'll be liable. But, you know, it'd be nice to know what the guy did and what the company did in return. Mm-hmm. Greg is a serial harasser because he was giving Stan a hard time about eating oatmeal earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not sexual, it's food harassment. And, and by harassment. the way, oatmeal is <laughs> oh, not cereal. cereal. Oh, Danielle, that that's very good. Oh, Thank I missed you. that. I missed that. Is, uh, that's you understand it's not cereal. cereal. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's oats. Not, oatmeal's not, yeah, it's oats. It's hot yeah. cereal. But still, yeah. it works. It not works. like the hot German <laughs> potato salad. That's code. <laughs> a little hot German <laughs> potato salad on your chin. Uh, oh, oh, my uh, goodness. Uh, hello, Dan. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey. And Danielle. Hi. Um, so quick question and insurance, my insurance company, I've had no issues with them. They sent a guy to my house to look at my heating and electrical. Um, the guy noted that I had a great Dane upon arrival, uh, and now is saying that's going to affect my insurance. Um, I just feel a little duped because I verified that they were just coming to look at heating and electrical. I was a little hesitant to let him in, but, um, you know, they said they were just coming to look at that. So. Huh. Now this day, my insurance is going to go up because I have a dog. Because you have um, a dog. Huh. Yeah, that happened to me. I had a German Shepherd that I didn't tell him about. What? Yes. Insurance? Isn't that insurance fraud? No. Oh, no, God. because, you know. <laughs> no. You forgot? You forgot well, to tell him? Well, I just forgot, yeah, Greg. You forgot. Yeah. And, and okay. of course, then they found out and canceled my policy. <laughs> so what I did is I showed him that my dog was trained. So uh-huh. I showed him that he had obedience okay. training, and then they brought me back on. Okay. I'm surprised that Great Dane is on the list of dogs. I didn't realize that Great Dane was a... So is the insurance company worried about a claim against the dog, dog biting a dog biting somebody? Okay, dog that's why. Okay. And Great Danes so, are so lazy. It's ridiculous I, that's what I'm that saying. they're on like, that I can list. understand a Shepherd or a Pitbull or a Rottweiler yeah. or a Doberman, yeah. but... But that uh, Dane. Dane. I mean, Scooby Doo. Who's afraid of Scooby Doo? <laughs> <laughs> Quick shout out to my dog Tucker. <laughs> what, up, what up, Tucker? Tucker? Who's a good boy? <laughs> Did you just say what's up, Pecker? Who's a good boy? No, I said, what up, Tucker? Tucker. Larry, get oh, yours out of the gutter. <laughs> so, um, if you have a dog, you should alert your insurance company so that you could get a payment. Uh, you could get a claim settled because if, if you if you haven't informed them that, then that could be an issue. If yeah, dog, they're going to have a reservation of rights, Greg. You so are correct. If dog bites man, then that could be an issue. Yeah. Do they do they judge on the kind of dog like one hundred percent? Really? Yeah. So yeah. it would be Basically, higher if you had yeah. a lot of like, them yeah. won't insure. Uh, so-called dangerous breeds uh, like i have adobe right. so i had to go through like three or four companies i wound up with aig who's kind of like a whatever we won't ask we'll just deal with it if something comes up type policy okay. yeah um but uh, a lot of insurance companies won't insure dobies shepherds rottweilers like at any at pits anything like that uh what if you have a large white wolf asking for a friend who should have been king good question <laughs> okay good question uh hello hello mark Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, Mark? Um, I had a question for Larry. I had my truck recently done at a chain famous uh, break and muffler company. Yep. I had it towed there. It's unregistered and uninsured. Um, had to get new brake, new rotors, new cal- but new pads, new rotors, new calipers, like I thought. They gave me a song and dance saying that the, pa- the calipers were fine. Pick it up, get it back to the house, do a little test back and forth, drive, and... 
they're grinding like nothing had ever been done. There's a big clunking coming from the front. So I got it back to them. They told me it wasn't the brakes, that it was a U-joint problem. So I brought it to another company, the local mechanic where I'm from, and they told me that there's nothing wrong with the U-joint. They didn't even, they lost two bolts in the front brake on the right, didn't attach them, and never bled the calipers in the back. So the rotors heated up really, really hot and caused the uh, burning and uh, more damage to the brakes. So I Mm -hmm. had to pay 516 with them. So I'm wondering if I call the corporate company, if they would give me the full refund, and if not, if I can press on legally about it. I would go back to the place that you were at with the with some kind of a statement from the mechanic that fixed it and say, hey, guys, look, you know, nothing for nothing, but you owe me this money. You guys screwed this up a little bit. You didn't do this. Just give me a check, and I'll be on my way. And if they don't, you know, you have two choices. Number one, you can have a lawyer send the 93A letter. That's that consumer protection letter that we have in Massachusetts that if you're successful under that and you can prove that they're being unfair and deceptive to you, you can get triple damages and attorney's fees. Sometimes that, for a 500 something dollar claim, will, will get you a check. And if that doesn't work, your best bet is to go to small claims court. Here's a 508 text. It's going to be a doozy. And you sue someone who has your trademark tra- tattooed on them. Oh, great Good question. question. Of course, I don't know the answer, right? <laughs> but I mean, if, I, I would think maybe only if they're using it for commercial purposes, right? right? So I, I don't think you can sue somebody for having their trademark on you because, I mean, how many people have the Celtics logos. or the right, you know, yeah. sports team logos yeah. or you know, Coca-Cola on their body yeah. or something like yeah. that? I've never Budweiser. seen that. Budweiser. Uh, yeah. it, it, ma- it doesn't mean that they, they can't be sued, but yeah. I think that Danielle's inclination that you know, needs to be used in a commercial manner mm-hmm. and in violation of that trademark is probably holding true. What if your tattoo says the pack survives and that is a and that is a Game of Thrones spoiler is, that you that is, you had tattooed on you last summer and is nobody, that gonna, and is nobody that, figured it out. Is that gonna be your tramp stamp? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, speaking of Coca Cola, new Coke is being brought back for a limited time yes. by the Coca Cola company. Now this is their biggest maybe one of the biggest Flops, uh, flops in the history in, of in American the, in corporations. The, in, in the history of in the history of uh, American I, companies. I disagree. Uh, it's it's ri- one of the greatest marketing victories of Ever. all time. <laughs> so you have a classic, right? Yep. Yeah. That's not selling as well. Right. So you say we're going to stop making that and make this stuff that stinks. Junk. Right. And people go to it and they're like, "Oh no, I like the, I appreciate the classic much better." Right. So and conspiracy th- theory, you think they did new Coke on purpose? Yes. yes. I've yes. never heard anybody say something so ridiculous. Like, oh, but look is at it? The sales. <laughs> look at the sales. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're bringing it back because of Stranger Things three, correct? Correct. Because Stranger Things three, the season is set in 1985, which is the same year that New Coke made its debut. So they're going to bring it back for a limited time, even though it was a flop. Um, I don't know. We we actually have a little sound from a Bill Cosby commercial. If you want to play it real quick. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, was, I mean, from I, 1985. That, that might trigger some people, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> the incredible has happened. The impossible has become a reality. Coke actually tastes better than ever before. Yes. Coke has a new taste, and I'm standing here with this ice-cold, thirst-quenching, deliciously satisfying Coca-Cola, and it actually tastes better. Now, you know me, I always loved Coke for years and years. I like this Coke better. The new taste of Coca-Cola, better than ever before. Coke is it. What's his... Favorite flavor was the the uh, Rufy's uh, version. GHB. <laughs> you know, can't really taste them with the new Coke. <laughs> I didn't think new Coke was that bad. 
Uh, oh. Not nearly which, as good as a classic. Which did you like better, New Coke or Crystal Pepsi? Oh, I was a fan of Crystal Pepsi. Really? <laughs> yes, I was, and I was also a fan of Tab. Back when Tab. I back, before Tab. I get before I gave up soda, which yep. I gave up ten years ago, completely gave it up. Only good thing I've ever done giving up vice things. Uh, I was a fan of Tab. Now, because uh, you're cheap, did you drink Mr. Pibb? Or uh, no, that was Dr. Pepper. <laughs> no, no, Dr. Dr. Pepper, not Dr. Pepper, not okay. But if you, but you tell me Moxie and milk, I'm going to uh, puke. So, oh my God. A lot of people Guys. can't oh stand Moxie. That's no. like Laverne okay. on crack. So you, you you couldn't stand new Coke? No, I didn't like it. Really? No. I don't, I, I don't like regular Coke anyway. I uh, only like Diet Coke. Not because oh, of the calories. Yeah. I just like the cancer-causing like, ingredients. You, no, like, um, you, like, you like the taste of Diet Coke only? You don't like regular Coke? Regular Coke is too sweet. Diet Coke has that nice bite to it. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I could go for a can yeah. right now. Um, all right, this is... We're a little off track, Greg. Uh, we are. This is James. <laughs> Hello, James. Hi, good morning, guys. What's up, James? Uh, not bad, not bad. Just today on a sunny day. What? What's your question? Um, I got a question um, for disabilities. Um, I'm a vet, um, a combat vet. Uh, I got out. I got to end up getting a service dog. I started working for this company. It was a copier printer. Uh, company making deliveries for your Xerox machines, printers, mm-hmm. toner, and all that stuff. Um, about six months in, they started giving me a hard time, and they wanted me to leave the dog and my service dog in the car while I make these deliveries because whatever company would be disrupted by this dog. Okay. Uh, this is a black lab. Best you breed ever. Yeah, you could walk him over, walk over him, not walk on him, walk yeah. over him, and you know he wouldn't move. So, are you asking? Are you asking if they have the right to do that? Uh, well, yes. Okay. And if there's any course of action, I should take. Okay. Important thank you, clarif- thank, thank you for your service. I and you had thank a clarification. Yes. I have qu- quick clarification: Is it a service dog or an emotional support dog? Service dog. Okay, service so it's trained to perform a specific task. Yeah. Then it's covered under the Americans with Disabilities right. Act, and they cannot stop you from using that dog. They cannot stop you from bringing that dog to work. Can't even stop you from flying with that dog, right? right. Um, if it was an emotional support dog, they're supposed to accommodate you. Uh huh. But they, if it's if there's a harm to the employer that they can show, then they don't need to necessarily let the uh, the emotional support dog in, which is where my young associate Danielle was going with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, uh, well done. Uh, Thank you. What if it is uh, an emotional support rabbit? Asking for an influencer, an Instagram influencer <laughs> friend. Uh, that's uh, everybody should have one of those. Yes, <laughs> yes. Don't you right. agree? Uh huh. Well, good work today, Larry. Well, it's not me. It's it's uh, your uh, listeners, Greg. Great questions, mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Always, always great questions during Ask an Attorney with uh, Larry Army Jr. And you can he's got uh, offices in Boston and in Worcester. Go to armyandroach.com. That's armyandroach.com. Armyandroach.com or Larry Army Jr. ESQ on Twitter. Any big plans for the Memorial Day weekend? I, I you know, I'm not going with you. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the that would have been that would have been the first uh, choice to go yeah. to Fugazi, whatever it is, whatever it is. But you know, I'm actually going to Indiana for the Indianapolis 500. Oh, you are? Wow. Yes, bucket oh, list wow. item. Oh, yes. Nice. yes. Oh, that's on your bucket list sporting event wise? Yeah. 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 I All mean, right. it's a cool little track there, yeah. the Brickyard, yeah. to see that kind of race. Oh, I think it's going to be a, a great time. All right. Well, enjoy that. I will. We'll see you uh, in another couple of weeks. I look forward to it. And we'll be right back.